mighty. Good effort, Perryman. It's Pickett. Going to score. He's done it in a grand final against the Giants. And now he's kicked the winner. Hello and welcome to Thursday Lines. I'm your host for today, Nikki. Thursday Lines is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and the Comics Lounge. Oh my God, we've got such a good show today. I can't wait to get into it. MG, how are you? Good, Nikki. Good to see you back on board. You've, I'm so excited. Uh, you kicked out OB again and you, uh, you're bossing him around, I see. <laughs> it's that time of year, all the kids are sick, so I'm happy to fill in whenever he needs me, no problem. Yeah, man down. So the, uh, the co-captain steps back in. Yeah, no, it's a big week in, uh, in AFL. Um, yeah, looking forward to discuss that later. We uh, had uh, actually a very good week, some close finishes, oh, high-quality yeah. games, there's plenty of scoring, and uh, my favourite team, Carlton, just... Uh, Never fail to uh, to disappoint mm. as well. So uh, big news for Collingwood with Dugowie being yep. out in the uh, tribunal as well. So, yeah, pretty good week in the AFL. And did I see overnight that um, Clayton Oliver's in hospital? He's not yeah, looking he's good been, at all either. So um, infected blister at the moment apparently. Oh, is so. that it? <laughs> what about well, you? Yeah, no, no experience in an infected blisters myself, but, okay. yeah, he's in hospital for that <laughs> reason. So it is a Monday game, so uh, they're still hopefully to get up. But, yeah, obviously makes a big difference if he does miss. Okay, thanks, MG. Now, top rope. Oh, my God. Big, big, big story. Cleary gone. What's going to happen to New South Wales? I am loving all of the stuff that's been thrown around at the moment for Origin. So, first of all, Nikki, let's all send our prayers to Clayton Oliver and hope that he infects a blister from some significant sporty action. Oh, uh, I'll be up late at night uh, praying to uh, praying to the God of choice on that one. Absolutely astonishing behaviour. Um, yeah, huge week in league, huge week in, in world sport. It's all happening. Um yeah, look, loving this Nathan Cleary stuff. Uh, kind of probably got away with a bit of a pass that he shouldn't have uh, after a, another ordinary performance in in Origin. Uh, the interesting part will be what Fitler does. Uh, well, Cleary's in hamstring. He's out for probably five to six weeks. We'll miss at least one Origin, probably two. He's been addicted to to this Penrith stuff for a while, Fitler. Um, he built the whole team around Cleary. You, you've got to imagine with Cleary not there, a few other positions come under under the microscope. Uh, he's so big on club combinations. Do we do we look at like a, a, an Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker situation, and Nico Hines get his run? Um, what's this mean for Lock Ford? Does Cameron Murray then use Serpice AEO? Does Damien Cook knock out um, Appy Corusau? Probably not. Corusau a very good game. Uh, yeah, it's the, the flow-on effects of, of this clear injury are going to be massive. And with Brad Fittler essentially having one game to save his job, uh, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating storyline heading into Origin. He loves uh, he loves calling for this man's job. How how does Nico Hines just not be an automatic starter? He uh-oh. should have been playing. He should have been playing game one, and now all of a sudden, yeah, uh, the the talk seems to be he's going to miss out on game two. I mean, New South Wales trying to throw this on purpose, top rope. Cl- it's classic New South Wales selection, like it's, like. Of course, Heinz been the best halfback in New South Wales for the last 18 months. Uh, I saw from Cleary. He should have been there at 5 8 for Origin 1. He's got to be there for Origin 2. So, and, um, uh, for me, I'd be playing um, I'd be playing Nico and Cody Walker. And I'd probably have my last dollar that Brad Fittler probably doesn't agree with me. Uh, I call for his job constantly in <laughs> uh, uh, G because. Uh, New South Wales have been favoured 16 times in 16 games and they've managed to win eight. So, 
Uh, yes. Pretty ordinary, pretty ordinary record. Well, good for you, Top Rope. Makes you look like a genius every time Origin rolls around. And it's wonderful wins. for both the betting accounts, for my position as an understander of the great and glorious game of rugby league. Uh, it gives me nothing but content to write. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Put deep down, I would love Brad Fittler to get this job because it's been great for uh, great for the Nick Tedeschi business. I love it all. Oh, my God, I love it all. All right, let's go over some round 12 AFL results, MG. Yeah, we had a shortened week, only mm-hmm. uh, seven games, but geez, uh, they packed it in plenty of highlights. Unfortunately, the uh, the first game of the uh, <laughs> first game of the round definitely wasn't. Melbourne Carlton was uh, one of the more ordinary games of AFL you will yep. see. Um, lucky for us that the uh, as we predicted, it's very easy at the moment with the Carlton. Uh, you know, the modelers are still haven't jumped off Carlton. We predicted that the line would come down. We waited until the day of uh, back the as low as uh, fourteen and fifteen the line and. Uh, was lucky because only one by 17 in a very ordinary game. So that was a good uh, good read of the market and a good result for punters. Uh, game two, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne. Uh, Port Adelaide just dominated the first half. That's one of the best first halves I've seen in a long time. Hawthorne didn't show up and they turned the switches off after half time. But that was a very high-scoring game now. Port Adelaide won nine in a row. Collingwood uh, just got the job against West Coast, who clearly aren't trying. Uh, they've now lost 34 of 37 games or something, West Coast. Um, Collingwood have now won eight in a row, so they just got the job done in, in Perth. Uh, the upset, there was a good upset here where Geelong, uh, just outside against the Bulldogs, uh, lost three in a row. They got a very good win there against the Bulldogs. Bulldogs uh, kicked themselves out of it, not the first time this year. They've kicked inaccurately, which has cost them the match, and that continues down at... Uh, the Doggies, unfortunately, uh, very good match again. Gold Coast pick up the two wins in Darwin. Uh, very good win against uh, the inconsistent now Adelaide. Their win-loss sequence extends to five. Uh, Gold Coast 2-0 in Darwin. They'll be looking for more games next year. It was actually a very good game. Uh, an easy watch on the over there if you'd followed the uh, 162 in dryish weather up in Darwin. And then the two Sundays, we didn't think we'd get much action here, but they were, as you can see, very high-scoring games and a goal separated both of them. So uh, quite exciting. Richmond in the upset against uh, GWS and Essendon, your team, just oh. getting the job done against the Kangaroos for the uh, second time in three weeks. The Kangaroos oh. had chances to win the game and haven't got it done. So, yeah, no, very exciting Sunday. And uh, your Bombers now three in a row. I know. That was a tough watch, actually. And I was um, chatting to a mate who's a massive uh, <laughs> North Melbourne supporter on it. I was like, geez. They almost deserved the win, and I felt bad for them because they had some. They had a couple of tough breaks, and the Bombers just threw it away after um, the first quarter. I thought, but uh, you know, happy to take the win and um, see where my season takes me. Because yeah, you weren't. The Chooks have you, thrown it in. You weren't too. You weren't <laughs> feeling too sad singing the Essendon theme song after the match. So not not sure. at all. Not at all. All right, let's have a look at some round twelve stats. Okay, we've got four of seven faves, three of seven covers, six of seven overs, and four of seven for the home teams. And for the season, we're sitting at sixty-two percent of faves, four forty-five percent of covers. 54% over totals and 51% for the home team. Yeah, trend continues, Nikki. The uh, the the barometer, I guess, for favourites is around that 70%. So it's definitely been a bookies year overall mm. so far. It's low side favourites. And as you can see, more outsiders and favourites have been covering. And the scoring continues. The over totals run at 54%. So. Thanks, MJ. All right, let's go and unpack some NRL. Here we go, round 14, top rope. Yeah, uh, the game, the, the round looked like it started off pretty slow. The Raiders held an 18 0 lead with. Uh, um, with with ten to go, and then uh, a similar to Tom Starley, all of a sudden it was eighteen all. Uh, Luke Brooks hit the field goal, put the Tigers up nineteen eighteen with three minutes to go, and then uh, a penalty goal late. Uh, Jamal Fogarty with a, a, a fair penalty, but uh, the Raiders twenty, Tigers nineteen. 
Uh, rough luck for those in the Raiders, minus one and a half. Well done for those in the Tigers, plus one and a half. Uh, Warriors comfortably over the Dolphins, 30 to 8. Uh, period in the second half, they just ran away that much closer than the scoreline set. Titans blew another half-time lead, led 22-16 at half-time against the Bunnies, 46-28 in the final there. Covered the big start as well, the Bunnies. Uh, Broncos, Sharks, and Grinder. Uh, a lot of Broncos backed up, which was a bit of a surprise. It's uh, been a very disappointing Sharks, 20-12. Uh, Luke Curry field goal, the difference between the Roosters and the Bulldogs, 25-24. Bulldogs, very, very good uh, in, in that one. Uh, Josh O'Hare card for a double. Uh, did well with Reed Marnie off the field as well for, for a significant period of time. Uh, Cowboys, uh, something that's on 45-20. It was the second biggest score conceded in the Craig Bellamy era. So uh, worrying time for the Storm. They were dreadful. And that second half, and Penrith, uh, 26-18 over the Dragons. A little note of interest there, other than the, the, the Clary incident with where his hamstring uh, uh, went. Uh, the total that one was 42.5, so a drop kick that went out on the full, a penalty goal after full time, so that one over the total. Thanks, Top Rope. Okay, can we have a look at some quick stats, please? All right, we've got five or seven faves, two or seven covers, four or seven over totals, and four or seven for the home teams. And for the season, that takes us to 62% of faves, 43% of covers, 47% over totals, and 60% for the home team. Yeah, we've got a slight lane the under over the over this year, but uh, the, the big story there is the underdogs covering at 57%, so the line's probably a little too big this year. Thanks, Top Rope. All right, let's have a look at the global wrap because, God, we've got a lot to unpack today. Yeah, we're going to hide the lead, but we'll start off with uh, the <laughs> NBA playoffs. Uh, we haven't got odds up there because currently, as we're filming, Game 3 is going on, so uh, it's one all at the moment going down to Miami, and I think it's been a close uh, close start to the match as well. But uh, going into it, the Nuggets were still solid Favourites $1.38 to win the series, but uh, obviously a couple of big games coming up in Miami with uh, Jimmy Buckets carrying the uh, Miami Heat. Chance for the upset. So excited. I was just telling you, um, Top Rope, I was telling MJ, one of the boys at work, he grew up in Denver, and he is beside himself. It's like every day. He's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) If they don't win, he's going to be, he's going to jump off the cliff. I don't know. Um, That's a bit extreme. Uh, I'm telling you, he's that concerned about it. Um, All right. So the NHL, what have we got, MJ? Yeah, the uh, the Stanley Cup continues. Uh, the Vegas Knights have got out to a 2-0 and lead against Florida. So mm-hmm. Game 3 plays on Friday for those who are betting. You can find all the uh, prices at Top Sports. Thanks, MG. And I'm going to go straight to some French Open men's odds because I can't believe the games we've got coming up for the semi. So we've got Alcaraz, or Alcatraz as you like to call him, $1.70. Djokovic at $3. Zerev is 9 And Kasper Ruud at 10 Yes, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, they're not going to play off in the final. Mm. So they play off in the semi-final. The two favourites there, yeah. uh, currently around the dollar fifty, Alcaraz and Djokovic is at the two sixty-eight, almost two seventy range. So it looks like the winner, you know, from that side of the semi is going to go on and win the final. But yeah, the semi-final looks like being the highlight in the men's this year. Okay, thank you. And what about the women's? You think there's going to be an upset? We've got uh, Swiatek at a dollar thirty-five, Sabalenka at three sixty. McIver at 18 and Haddad Mayer at 21. Yeah, I, I thought, uh, well, Swiatek's been a very short favourite for the whole whole two weeks and she's obviously just cruised through to the semis. Uh, she's going to be unbelievably short. She's a $1.04, $1.05 chance in the semi-final, which is, just shows the lack of depth in women's tennis, unfortunately, at the moment. But, yeah, if, if Zabalenka gets through in her semi-final, she's $1.31 current betting. I think she's a she's a real chance. She'll be a decent outsider in the final. Um, Swiatek's obviously... Uh, you know, she's like a Hingis type. She's she's slightly framed and, and gets the ball back into play, plays a lot of the percentages. But Zabalenka, the way she's playing at the moment, she's all power. Yeah. 
And if she gets it on her terms, I think she'll she'll run a hot final uh, here at some good value. So, yeah, looking forward to that on the Saturday. We love some value. Thanks, MG. Okay, now what everybody is talking about, what the world is talking about, golf, top sport, uh, top rope, sorry, <laughs> top sport, top rope, there we go. Um, talk me through the Live Golf PGA merger because this is absolutely breaking the internet at the moment. Yeah, happy to call this the biggest sporting story you know, probably in the decade, to, to be honest. It was, if not the biggest, Maybe the most the most uh, shocking. Yeah, we were talking off air beforehand. Uh, I kind of have a I'm about a month old and um, woke up at three in the morning, feeling crying, went up to uh, to resettle him and uh, looked at my phone and it said that it emerged and I just assumed it was a joke and uh, went back to bed thinking, oh, someone's someone's being hysterical. Woke up and actually true. Uh, this is about as wild as it gets. It looks on the face of it that the Saudis have essentially bought world golf. Uh, that they will uh, uh, be in charge of the body that oversees it. There's still plenty of detail to come. You kind of get in from the live side that the live team kind of side of things will, will continue. You're getting from Green Norman who was left out of the the, the kind of discussions that the, the plan will be for the live brand to go forward. Not sure about that. Rory's saying he expects it will die. Yeah, the, the, there's plenty of issues around... Um, the PGA Tour players who were loyal and not back all the money, who are now going to have to compete with those who 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 were smart and took the cash. So, you Cameron Smithy, Dustin Johnsons, so I imagine there's a fair degree of filthiness with um, with Rory, with 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 John Rahm, with Will Zalatoris, and two of those types. Uh, you've got Jay Monahan, the president or the the commissioner of the PGA Tour, who was so outspoken about taking Saudi oil money. And the human rights abuses that have come that 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 have kind of yeah emanated from Saudi Arabia <laughs> now <laughs> taking on an elevated position and taking the cash. It's the hypocrisy is something else. So uh yeah, wild, wild times. Oh, it's absolutely the memes that are going around are the best I've seen in a long time. And I can't wait. And everyone's like, Pory Rory, you know, John Rahm, three hundred million. What an idiot. Who wouldn't take three hundred million? I'd take it tomorrow. And then, you know, like you got Brooks, obviously, he's got no love lost with um, Brandel, and he's like, welfare check on Brandel, you know, come on. It's <laughs> the best. It. It's the best. It, so it just, just shows that cash is still king, top rope. Doesn't matter how the world economy is going, uh, what what your beliefs are and everything like that. Once it, once the cash is presented, it, it trumps everything. It's mm-hmm. good to you see. Know, I always go back to the old wrestler, the million-dollar man. And, you know, it's like yes. everybody's got a price and everybody's yes. got a price. And uh and and there's there's no better money than uh, well there's no more reliable money than Saudi oil money. There's the hot tips. So um, <laughs> they've uh, they've got their sport, and now uh, it's really fascinating to see how this plays out. Now, from a from a local point of view, I wrote a piece about in the Guardian from uh, yesterday from an Australian point of view. Like the you know, there's there's winners and there's losers. It's hard not to see Cameron Smith is a massive winner. Um, hard to see like Mark Leishman, uh, Matt Jones is, is, is winners out of all this. Uh, you know, in terms of losers, you know, those lower tier Australian players on the PGA Tour probably, you know, a, a bit the worse off. I probably have to be but I think the real fascinating part for Australian golf is, you know, after the success of Live Adelaide, there was plans to expand uh, for a couple of weeks. What does this mean for getting the best golfers out to Australia and to other countries on the global stage? Not not just, you know, second tier DP Tour, uh, World Tour events, we're talking about kind of the elite of the elite getting them out to Australia for, for, for a tournament or two. How's that kind of feeling all this? So that's kind of 
the, the detail I'll be looking for over the coming weeks. Oh my god, I can't wait! How do we get you on the tour, MG? You're a decent golfer. Come well, on, please. You no, are a decent. No, golfer. Not our plate of late. The uh, <laughs> top rope. I hope the live tournament is. Uh, well, I know it's not locked in, and contracts will probably change and stuff. But geez, we've got a busload going over for uh, the live next year at Adelaide. So I hope they don't pull a pin on that just from a uh, personal view. Because uh, I'll be there next year. So I was, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very keen to uh, see this continue. So. Oh, we'll what's what's we'll a likelihood? What's a likelihood of it changing so quickly? Where, you know, or when's the schedule come out for twenty twenty four? Where where we'll know things like that? Oh, I, I think we'll have a. I don't think we'll all know for sure for a little while, but I will say that we. I, I would be surprised if, they if there wasn't some kind of event based around teams till next year with with the live parts. So I expect that will continue, at least for next year. But I guess the question is going to be. Not so much whether there'll be an event here, it's what, what level of player that they're going to get out here. It was so successful because, you know, we got Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith and, um, you know, Phil Mickelson and all these major winners out here. Yeah. How does that play out next year if you've got 14, you know, these live events plus, you know, 10 elevated events plus four majors plus players like they're not all going to be able to come part of. Part of the what were these guys sold out for with their cash is that they were committed to playing every event, and that was important for the control of them. And yeah, they've Adelaide work because you had all those players out here. Could it be better next year? Look, it might be awesome if if all of a sudden, yeah, you know, I, I don't think this is going to happen. All of a sudden, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth are on teams. It it, it comes ever better, but I say the more likely scenario is that becomes more a diluted event, and that could be uh, problematic. Just we'll thought, I am looking forward to it. All right, now. It is time for Thursday Lines, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Let's have a quick look at some premiership prices, MG. Yeah, Collingwood, uh, obviously 11-1, sitting on top of the ladder, 325. They haven't really changed too much. And with their, their draw and how they're going, they obviously got to play Melbourne uh, this week. So that betting might change depending on that result for next week. Uh, equal favourites, Brisbane and Melbourne, uh, second there at 525. Port Adelaide obviously going strong. They've won nine in a row at six fifty. Geelong at ten dollars, and then there's a bit of a gap yeah. going out to the Bulldogs. So yeah, I, I said you know for most of the first half of the year, there's a top four, a top four, mm-hmm. and send themselves. Obviously, Port Adelaide push their way in there. So of the value punters uh, outside of that, I think it's pretty hard to find. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to stick with Brisbane at this stage from uh, preseason. Yeah, why not? Look at where you're at. Okay, all right, loving it. Uh, let's have a look at some well round twelve results. Talk me through it. Yeah, the Stings are uh, yeah solid week. Um, three only had four bets this week. Um, managed to get three out of four, so there's certainly no complaints. But yeah, it was just uh, I don't know, it just bit didn't match up. We only only had seven games, so two less yeah. games to uh, partake in. But yeah, pretty much a, a quiet week, which we probably haven't had for four or six weeks. Yeah, but good result. Uh, and the one we missed out on, unfortunately, there was a under total, and they kicked the goal with about two minutes to go to force that over. So. You can't win them all. So for the year at the moment, yeah, no complaints, uh, up 30 units at uh, 15%. So uh, the Stings is going along nicely at this stage. Zero complaints if you're on the Stings. That is a great result. All right, let's have a quick look at some NRL now. Talk me through some premiership markets because I think this is going to be wide open in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's interesting. Parent of Connor State City at 370. I haven't got clear he's going to be out for five weeks. Uh, Mr. Period last year turned out to be a blessing in disguise, freshening off. So we'll see how that, that plays out from but. Uh, yeah, the buyers are clearly the top, the top danger here. They are standing out there as the, the second top pick. 
I don't have respect for Brisbane. Let's keep on doing what they're doing here. They're at a six dollars. That's the shortest they have paid for a premiership in many, many years. So, uh, right in the mix, they're currently second on the table. Uh, Storm, so it's seventy-eight dollars. They were embarrassed last week. Let's see if they bounce back this week. And the Sharks, Roosters, probably the only other chances. Little note for the Raiders: they're twenty-one dollars. They are right in the uh, in, in the top eight at the moment. But they've got a very, very easy draw. So. I don't know if I'll be jumping all over the $21, but, yeah, it's worth us. They're going to be uh, probably looking at or could be looking at a top four finish. Ooh, top four. I like that. Okay, let's have a look at some um, round 14 results for you, Top Rope. Yeah, it was a good, result, uh, good, good week, uh, round 14, after a slightly disappointing origin. We've got Queensland, but uh, missed out on the uh, the total there. Yeah, plus 2.7 units, up 12.56 percent. We are now up 2.85 units for uh, 2.85 percent for the year, uh, plus 6.15 units. So, yeah, happy with how it's ticking over, and uh, we've got a few bets this week. Amazing! I can't wait. I love it. Now, punters, if you have not signed up for GGOA or the AFL Stings, you are missing out. You can get that in the Little Betty Live Shop. GGOA and AFL Stings, you need them. Let's go to AFL-MG. The first game we're going to look at is Friday night's game, Western Bulldogs and the Port Adelaide. Western Bulldogs $1.96, Port is $1.80. The line's only 2.5 and, and the over under $1.65.5. MG. Yes, uh, cracking game this. Mm-hmm. Good betting game, as you can see. Uh, Port Adelaide, uh, probably surprising at the Dome, uh, being away from home, uh, going to start slight favourites, but... If you break down their form, they've won nine in a row at Port, so very rare for AFL teams to go to win 10, so they're going to have oh. a tough job to do it. But, uh, geez, they, they don't mind the Dome either. They've covered their last eight straight at Marvel, so they like playing there, and uh, they've continued on this year. They've played a couple of games there as well. So, um, yeah, I'm actually leaning towards Port Adelaide. I just think on the current form, I think the Bulldogs have lost two in a row. Uh, they've been a bit shaky after looking like they were on fire. I just think they've their coach has just gone backwards a bit in some of the game game plan, I think, and it's a bit query. They just can't score all of a sudden. Yeah. So with Port Adelaide, the way they're going, they're averaging 94 points per game which compared to the Bulldogs at 77. I just think they're going to have too much options up forward. Their midfield's going as good. It'll be a young midfield against an old. But, yeah, I'm leaning towards Port Adelaide as, as, as the game gets closer and I'm going to stay out of the total. I think that's about right at 165 and a half. Thanks, MG. All right. Now, NRL, the first game we're going to have a look at is Friday night's game. Manly are taking on the Dolphins. Manly, $1.36. The Dolphins, three fifteen. The line is 8.5 and, and the over under 45.5. Yeah, plenty of plenty of ins for, for Manly. Of course, Tom Trebovich being the most notable one. They got an exemption for that one, Manly, after he picked up a, a head knock in Origin uh, 1. Mm. Uh, so we're seeing them being on, on the back of that move from 4.5 to 8.5. Uh, Tom Gilbert out for the, the season as well for the Dolphins. So some, some kind of ins and outs kind of play a bit well on the price here. Lines out right from mine. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't be rushing into laying eight and a half points on Manly. The, the Dolphins are pretty reliable. Six and three against the spread as an underdog before more. But in there, but pretty keen on the total. Uh, the over 11 and four Manly are favoured at Brookvale. The over is hit in four or five Dolphins came off a loss. So how we're back. Uh, expecting plenty of points and puff up. All right, Brookie, I love it. Okay, now the game that I am really interested in, oh, Carlton are taking on the Bombers. Actually, the Bombers are taking on Carlton. Sunday, <laughs> 7.15, Carlton, $1.93, Essendon, $1.83. The line, there is no line. The over-under, a 59.5. Come on, tell me you're with the Bombers, surely. Yes, why would I go against you, Nicky? You're a good judge of football. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be front and centre at this game with the... Uh... I don't know. For an Essendon supporter, your Carlton, Carlton seems to be your second team, I think, by association. But, yeah, I, it, 
I, I sound like a bit of a broken record. I sound like top rope <laughs> over the last couple of years. Keep tipping Melbourne Storm to win the win the premiership, but I'm I'm just going to keep opposing Carlton until they uh, finally let me down. But uh, they just keep losing. The market keeps backing them. You just keep waiting late. So I would suggest again the same this week. If you like Carlton, uh, I don't know why you would, but the you know the money keeps coming for them. I'd get on them early because the price does disappear yeah. as the week goes on. And for the same people and the ones who uh, I'd say good judges would. Uh, Wait for Essendon. You can wait late on the uh, – this is a Sunday night game, mm-hmm. so no rush to uh, back in. There's plenty of winners to be found before the weekend. But, yeah, I like Essendon. I think you'll get uh, – you know, it wouldn't surprise me even if it does flip over and Carlton may start slight favourite in this game with the way it goes. But they've lost five in a row. Uh, I'm not sure. They're at a low ebb. Their coach is under enormous pressure. Their, their, their structure, their scoring, everything. They've got so many crosses against yeah. this team. Essendon on the way up, they've won three in a row. I like the way they're going about it. They've got speed on the ball, which Carlton don't. So there's a lot of ticks. Defense v offense, Carlton will try and uh, make it a low-scoring game. Essendon don't want that. They want plenty of score. So I just think, yeah, I'm just going to stick with Essendon and stay out of Carlton, and I'll probably be here next week saying exactly the same thing, whoever Carlton play next week. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't wait to text you through this game. It's going to be great. All right, now, this is amazing. My two teams, we're going back-to-back. This is great. (laughs) You must have known, Borco, Saturday uh, Saturday night's game, the Roosters are taking on the Panthers. The Roosters, two forty-five. Panthers, $1.55. The line is four and a half and the over under 38 and a half top rope. Do we stand a chance? Yeah, that's real hard down to assess. Probably rather with the, the, the Roosters here would have been all over Penrith had, uh, had clear have been there. But he's he such an important factor in that side. And you know, this line's moved from six and a half to four and a half. Cobble played well coming in, but they've got a week to prepare for him. They're well coached the Roosters. So, not rushing into any line plays. That's where the numbers dictate parents, but hard to take those seriously. Uh, one better we'll be having that. I'll be back in the under, lowest total of the week here, but notable. The under is 15 and 5 on Penrith play without Cleary. It is 10 and 5 when North can see the Alien plus 15 and 8 when they are a single digit road favourite. So everything lining up for, for an under's game here. Penrith will be trying to win this and win on defence. So. Uh, looking at the under in this one. Thanks, Top Rope. The under's there. Okay, this will be another good game, MG. This is Melbourne and Collingwood. Melbourne, $1.92. Collingwood, $1.82. No line. Over under, $167.5. What a weekend of footy. Good game. This uh, this oh, could be uh, one of the games of the season, yeah, the way it lines up. Yeah, we've got to wait till Monday. So, um, yeah, it's eight games over five days. It's a long day, <laughs> long week for us. But anyway, it's uh, be worth waiting for this one. It's obviously the big freeze as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so they get a big crowd. It'll be a sea of blue there. So make sure if you haven't got your beanies or you're getting to the game, make sure you do get them and support the cause with uh, Neil Danaher. There's yes. been a lot of press this week and it's always a uh, very good uh, cause that they do. So for, for the match on the field, this is unbelievable. Third against first, really looking forward to this one. Um, as we said earlier at the top, uh, Oliver's going to be a key here. Mm-hmm. He's currently uh, trying to get an infection <laughs> taken care of. Um but I, I think all things being equal, he'll get up and play the game. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wait and see how that shakes out because I'm keen on Collingwood in this game. Um, I just uh, I can't get the Melbourne performance, so even though they won last Friday at Carlton, it was just one of the more horrid games I've seen, to be honest. I don't think Melbourne are going that great. Collingwood are obviously uh, on top of the ladder. They've won eight straight. Uh, they've covered four of their last five. Uh, head-to-head, they've won four of their last five against Melbourne, including three straight. And at the MCG, they're just unbelievable. They've covered their last seven straight at the MCG. So in a pick game, even though Collingwood do lose to Goey, which is going to hurt on the top of side bottom, 
if Oliver does play, I think Melbourne might start slight favourites, but I'm still going to back Collingwood. And for the total, uh, they did start at low, unfortunately, because it was a Monday game. I thought we'd have a bit more patience in the market, but the market did take off. It started as low as 160, 162. It's at 167. I think this is more a 170 game, so I think it'll still trend towards the overs, but I'll unfortunately miss the price, so I'm going to stay out, but I'm keen to back Collingwood on the day Monday. Oh, Collingwood, they're so exciting to watch at the moment. Okay, now another good game in the NRL. My God, footy's going to be good this weekend. Storm v Sharks. The Storm is $1.55. The Sharks are two forty-five. That seems unfair. And the line's four and a half and the over under 43 and a half. Top rate. Yeah, I don't think the Storm have any uh, blister-related injuries and crises that <laughs> cause any drama for, for the storm uh hopefully they're all fit and healthy um yeah look uh the storm were to be honest that's as bad as i said the storm play i reckon bellamy has absolutely torn them apart of training this week uh notable angle here home teams off conceding 46 plus over the last four years cover at 66 percent big bounce back spot uh the storm they've won five of the last six since the sharks have covered three of the last four Cut on the last four, Amy, all were 16 plus against the Sharps. Uh, the Storm have covered 12 of 19 when favoured by more than try at Amy Park. No real knock on the Sharks here, but going to be with the Storm. No surprises there, he's with the Storm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's have a quick look at the last five games. Um, Gold Coast are taking on the West Tigers. Gold Coast are $1.80. The West Tigers are two. The line is, a do- is one and a half and over under 46 and a half. Yeah, thought I'd be coming to the Tigers here, but I've actually lobbed on the Titans in this one. Uh, they've won the last four, nine, last 11 against the Tigers. They've got a great cover record, covered 10 of 13. They've covered 10 of their last 14 at home with a loss of 13 plus. I've got to be with the Titans in this one. Okay, the Titans and Big Tino. Let's go for the second one. We've got the Raiders and the Warriors. The Raiders $1.52, the Warriors two fifty five. The Lions four and a half, and the over under forty two and a half. Yeah, Jared Croke's 300. I think it's all by the Warriors. One of the better bits of the week. The Warriors plus five, plus four and a half here. Uh, they've played each other pretty closely. The Warriors covered four of the last five, but this is a bet against the Raiders. They have covered just six, 16 of their last 50 as a favourite. Six of 18 as a home favourite, four or more, just 16 of 48 off a win. I am all in on the Warriors team, who have covered four of their last seven in Australia, and six of eight as a dog or four or more off a win. Chips in on the Warriors there. Okay, the Dragons are taking on the Rabbitohs. The Dragons, 265. The Rabbitohs, $1.48. The Lions, six and a half, over under 45 and a half. No Latrell, no Murray, no Arrow for the Bunnies, but no worries. I'll be with South in this one. South, 13 and 3 in their last 16. They've covered 9 of 12. Uh, Fantasy in a day game, there's plenty of points uh, to be scored in this one. I think that favours the Rabbitohs, and they are the most reliable of favourites. They have fought down 41 and 25 against the spread win favourite, uh, and they are 24 and 15 against the spread of scoring 30 plus. So. Uh, we come back in last week. I think they've got plenty of points there. I don't think the Dragons are running from taking the Lawrence. The Bunnies there. Okay. The Broncos and the Knights. Broncos, $1.21. The Knights are four forty. The line is 12 and a half and the over under 42 and a half. Yeah, best of the week. I got the Broncos. Mine's 12 and a half. Yeah, they've been playing some wonderful rugby league. I think the Knights are a team that can completely throw the towel in, which is uh, who you want to be against when you're uh, uh, laying a big minus. Uh, they've won the last three, the Broncos against the Knights, all by 13 plus. They have covered 16 of the last 24. Last six games at Suncorp between the two. Broncos have won five or five wins by 13 plus. The Knights, eight and 15 against the spirit interstate and 10 and ten of 33 against the spirit off wins. So, uh, yeah, chips in the Broncos here. No problem breaking the Broncos. They are the hotties. Let's go. The Bulldogs and the Eels, they are the hotties. 
The Bulldogs two sixty five. The Eels a dollar forty seven. The line is six and a half, and they're over under forty three and a half. Geez, that was that would was unfair what happened to the Bulldogs on the weekend from a Chook supporter. That was unfair. Was, I was thinking to top rope that whole game. It was dreadfully unfair. Uh, dreadfully unfair. I'm not happy it was. at all uh, with how on played out. But uh, uh, tough, but Warriors, probably both sides, Dylan Brown's been stood down by the NRL for his behaviour at Nest in some of his pub. Uh, and uh, Reid Marnie was named, but looks unlikely to play in this uh, independent uh Passing uh, to TD's 11 day stand down, uh, it made exempt. So, um, no real view of the side, it'd rather be the plus than the minus, but strong bet on the total here. You know, under, under with these two bet, four down and two. It wasn't forgotten kind of those days because the balls have been so bad of late in the year, something being crashed or whatever. These teams absolutely despise each other. Probably, the, you know, once upon a time, the biggest rivalry in rugby league. So, uh, still, still plenty lingering there. Um, Under's 11 and 5 when the balls are underdog. Uh, eight and one when they're uh, play at eight corner in the daytime. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under in this one. Okay, the under's there for top rate. Thank you so much. All right, let's get it at the last five AFL games. The Swans taking on the Saints tonight. Swans $1.57. The Saints are $2.40. The line is eight and a half. The over under one fifty eight and a half. Yes, a celebration of uh, Buddy Franklin plays his 350th mm. game tonight. So uh, one of the all time. Uh, Great forwards. His record's unbelievable. So uh, I'm sure they'll get a big crowd there tonight. Yep. And uh, it's amazing how uh, the Sydney milestones for Buddy Franklin seem to always play against St Kilda and he seems to have uh, towers them up. So maybe expect something uh, above normal for uh, yeah. Buddy tonight. But yeah, I'm uh, real keen on Sydney here. I, I thought the market came up pretty short at four and a half at the start of the week. Happy to bet early there. The market's now moved to eight. I think it'll continue to sway Sydney's way. Uh, I think Sydney have maybe turned the corner. They've won two straight. Not sure where St Kilda are at. Started the season well, just fallen yeah. off. Um, yeah, so I think Sydney just head-to-head. They've won 13 out of their last 16 head-to-head and they've covered eight straight at home against St Kilda. So St Kilda don't like going to the SCG and I just think the uh, the stats dominate. Big occasion for Sydney. They won't let Big Bud down. Um, on the total, I'm just watching. It's currently going to rain this afternoon in Sydney, so it's going to be a uh, watching the weather day. Uh, the total is trending down from 160 to 157, but if this rain clears and stuff, this will be an over game, and I'll be keen to bet late on the total. So uh, watch out if you're following the stings. Yeah, you need to be on the stings for that one. Okay, thanks, MG. Let's go to the next one. Hawthorne Brisbane. Hawthorne 425. The Brisbane a dollar twenty. The lines twenty five and a half, and the over under one sixty nine and a half. Yeah, solid markets in both the line total. I'm actually playing in both of these. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, lo- I like Brisbane. Um, I know they're away from home. The MCG is not a great hunting game, a uh, ground for them. Uh, off the buy, the freshen up I like. Hawthorne were disgraceful last week, first half against Port Adelaide. Uh, gave up nearly 100 points. And I just think Brisbane have won seven, out of, seven straight before they lost to Adelaide before the buy. Often happens when you're going on a run and then you come into the buy, you kind of look ahead of yourself. So I'm just going to... Give them a pass mark on that. I reckon they'll freshen up. They've just got too much offense for Hawthorne. They'll get dry conditions at the MCG. And I just think uh, Brisbane have covered eight eight out of the 11 this year. I, I, I really like them. I think 24-25 is pretty cheap. And for the total, uh, these two have got uh, nine and four for the overs, and they've got a very high average of 190 points per game, which is extraordinary in the, in the history. So, yeah, I, I like – I think 169, 170 is cheap. So double bet in this game, Nick. Couple of plays there for MG. All right, let's go to Adelaide and the West Coast. Oh my God, Adelaide a dollar eighty two, West Coast twelve. The lines fifty seven and a half, and the over under one six one seventy six and a half. Yeah, leave me out of this game. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure I've bet in too many West Coast games this year. I, I just think they're 
you know, no one likes to hear, hear the word tanking and stuff like that, but they're, they're not trying. They're not AFL standard, unfortunately. I know they've got a lot of injuries, but their efforts are appalling. They've lost 10 straight now, all by more than 40 and a half, and yeah. I just can't get involved in these games. The market's gone completely Adelaide's way. It's climbing up through the high 50s. It might might start over 60, but, yeah, I just I just can't bring myself to bet in West Coast games. I'll pass. Yep, yep, yep. And the bookies would love it if he didn't bet in them either. All right. <laughs> Frio are taking on Richmond. Frio, $1.46. Richmond, two sixty. The Lions, 14 and a half, and the over-under, one sixty-three and a half. Yeah. Jeez, the Tigers, uh, they're up and down. Frio are going well before the bye. They're coming off the bye. They'd won four straight off the bye, so no no fears with the Dockers. They're obviously at home. Uh, I, listen, it started at uh, at minus uh, 18 and a half for Frio, and I thought Richmond were a good bet. I thought 18 and a half was too big, so I was happy to bet early in the week. It has come down. Uh, the market's trended that way to 14. Uh, there are a few crosses for Richmond. They're off a six-day break, and they've got to travel to Perth, so neither one of those are ideal, and also they're very hard to catch. They're up and down, so uh, there are a few factors against. So I just think with the rain forecast at the moment, they're expecting anywhere from Two to ten mils, it'll bring it down. Uh, might be a low-scoring game, so I just think with the with the start with Richmond, and they do excel in the wet, Nick. So I think uh, Richmond are a good bet there at the plus. Oh, Richmond at the plus for MG. Okay, now we've got North Melbourne taking on the GWS. North Melbourne two sixty, GWS a dollar forty six. The lines fifteen and a half, and the over under is one seventy five and a half. Yes, uh, I actually like the Kangaroos here. Oh, they yes. they po- yeah they posted plus twenty and a half. Just thought it was too big in the market. Yeah. Um, I know, listen, the, the stats don't read great. They've won two games for the year. They've lost 10 straight. But their last three weeks have been pretty good since the coach change. Yeah. Uh, and I just think whatever's changed a bit, they they could have easily uh, won two out of their last three. They mm. they should have beaten Sydney and they choked. Uh, and they had their chances yep. last week against your side. So I just think the plus 20 and a half, the Giants aren't going great at all. They've only won four, four games for the year. They've been in a lot of close games as well. So... I think North will be competitive, and I think the the plus is the way to go in this one. Plus there for North Melbourne. All right. Thank you to MG and Top Rope. That is a wrap for this week. Remember, you can get the GGOA and the AFL Stings. GGOA is $33 a week. AFL Stings is $25. They are both in the little betty live shop for all of your betting action. Okay, that is it for Thursday Lines. Thanks to OB for being sick today. I've enjoyed my little <laughs> cameo. Um, follow us on YouTube. Get our podcast everywhere you get your good pod- pod- podcast from Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on socials, Little Betty TV. We are on Twitter and Insta. We look forward to seeing you next week. Hopefully OB is back. Happy punting. See you then.